back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Very happy Wednesday to all of you. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block 93.7, the ticket. 402-464-5685, Sutter Heyman text line, hot up Lincoln outline. As always, we want to hear from you because it's a big day for Husker football. You can also check us out on the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of those platforms. You can see what's going on. A little remote action today. Again, want to give another shout-out to Nick and Rico. They've been holding it down there, uh, holding the board, taking care of business over at the ticket headquarters in Great Lincoln, Nebraska. So me and Strick are avoiding the elements. We recommend you all do the same here in the next hour or two. It's really going to start picking up. Uh, make sure you're taking extra precautions, preparing, planning ahead, all of that good stuff, because it's going to be a rough couple days here in Nebraska, but we wouldn't want it any other way. We're going to bring him in, Brian Munson on three, Husker Online. Brian, what's going on? Uh, a fairly big day for the Huskers. I would say it's a, an incredibly large day. I mean, I, I thought that um, I thought things went about as well as they could. Um, there were a couple actually surprises in there that, that I think we'll get to here in a minute. I think maybe you are still waiting on at least one piece of news to break still later on today. But um, ultimately, uh, this is a class that started the day or the week at 39th, and they have improved to 30th on the on three class ranking scale. And I, I, ultimately, I think people need to be really, really happy with, or actually they were 40th, they're 31st now. I think people need to be really, really happy with the effort that Matt Rule and his staff put together here in the last three weeks. Yeah, Brian, we're going to break all of that down. I definitely want to talk about the Matt Rule impact because we, we, we were touching on it a little bit the past segment, and I want to get your thoughts on it too. Again, Brian Munson on three, Husker Online joining us right now. First thing i got to ask you, Brian, just break it down. What are some of the, the, the biggest names of this recruiting class, and what are some of the guys that might not be the flashy name, but we're probably going to be hearing in the next couple of years playing on Saturdays? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was huge that Nebraska was able to keep Malachi Coleman in the class. Um, I, I felt like uh, going back to a source that had told me originally that, that the plan was always to get out and sign in December. Some of that was kind of put into doubt about the official visit to Colorado last weekend, but uh, obviously mm-hmm. he gets in this morning. Um, I'll go, I'll stay down here in Texas a little bit just because I, I think it's fair to say that, that Prince Will Uman Nealon uh, from Manor, Texas is going to be a real special player. Um, he's that, He's a longer edge kind of guy, a hybrid guy, maybe a guy that you could see maybe working in there with Chief Borders, maybe using Borders as kind of a mentor, Borders who committed um, a little bit earlier on. I think that that's a good situation for him. Uh, I think Ramir Stewart, who committed this weekend, was part of the official visitors this last weekend, is, is, a, is a huge gift for Nebraska. I think that he's got uh, some real versatility to do some things. Uh, for Nebraska, he could do some nickel stuff. He could he could roll over and, and play some safety. You know, obviously that's on top of Corey Collier, who committed from the the Florida transfer. Um, but you know, I, I I just I feel like they did a good job of, of addressing some needs. They missed out on a tight end. They don't really have a real true nose in there. They they lose Hayden Moore. They go get Eric Fields. Eric Fields is a a real fun dude to watch. He's got some 
he's got some jets, you know, on his feet. And I think that people really like it when linebackers are making plays inside out. So uh, one guy that I would mention that, that I think people are really going to, going to really going to appreciate and like, I think he's really raw and I think his best days of playing are ahead of him, but Vincent Carroll Jackson from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, flip from Syracuse, put the film on, and that's a dude that's only played football for like a year or two. And um, his potential is, is incredible. His upside is, is unbelievable. And he's looking forward to teaming up with Van Poppel and Judy. And he was already talking to me about it and how, how much he's looking forward to kind of, you know, playing with those guys and getting to learn from them. Brian Munson, Husker online, join us right now. The recruiting group, the recruiting guru, we're going to call him for the day, uh, breaking down this early signing period for Nebraska. Uh, Brian, I got to ask you because you mentioned Matt Rule and his impact, and, and Strick and I were breaking it down a little bit, but I want to know your thoughts because you mentioned that Nebraska was sitting around that 40 range and now they jump up to around that 30 range. Matt Rule, for what it's worth, only been here, I believe, a little over a month. What has he shown in this past month that he's getting these players, despite so much uncertainty and so much unknown, unknown, probably the most that we've seen maybe in Nebraska's history, that despite all of those challenges, he's still able to get these kids in the door with only being here about a month? Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point. I think he's incredibly relatable, number one. I think that he's the kind of guy that, you know, when you put him in the living room with these players and their parents, they felt they felt connected to him almost immediately. Um, I think that, number two, he understands what Nebraska football is about. It starts with the, the home state kids. And that was really one of those things where um, the junior day that he held the first Sunday that he was actually in uh, the head coach, it showed everything to those kids that, that traveled in, the 23, the 24, the 25 kids. They couldn't believe that, you know, he wasn't spending the weekend getting settled in, you know, uh, unpacking the house, whatever. And, and that's a guy that understood, like, time is, time is limited. And it's incredibly valuable right now for me to get out here and, and keep doing this stuff and keep working. And it's, it's paid off huge dividends so far with, with keeping some of those guys committed, keeping them in the boat, and I think helping to get some guys in 2024 and 2025 thinking about, you know, committing to Nebraska here in, in, uh, in the future. But I think that that he's relatable. I think he communicates incredibly well. I think he has a plan. I think he's also put some trust in like a guy like Vince Ginta. And and I think that the one thing that I've kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm spiffballing here, but I really feel like, you know, keeping a guy like Vince Ginta, you know, on the staff, kind of giving him the, the North star kind of, you know, position to say, guide me through this, show me who it is. I need to go get, need to go have interest in. And, and I think that I think Gimp has been able to kind of connect him with these players uh, for the most part. So I think that there's there's it's a good combination of the new. It's a good combination of the of the of the, the what was there before. And I think that he's filled out that seat very well in three weeks because I think he's seen a lot of ground. The recruiting guru, as we call him, Brian Munson Husker online joining us right now. Brian, you mentioned it earlier. There could be some more movement today. What do you got for us? Who do you expect to maybe uh, make a move here in the next hour or so? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know really what else to to kind of make of it. Barry Jackson has not, Barry Jackson has not signed yet. Um, he had told me last night it was a six o'clock signing. There's like a radio show that kind of goes along with it. It's a five o'clock central kind of announcement. So I think we'll be hearing about it here in the next hour and a half or so. 
Um, but something to me has just not felt right in this in this space. Now, all the other sources that I have talked to seem to indicate that there's really nothing, you know, on their radar that's saying that Barry Jackson's going to do anything other than commit to Nebraska. But it all remains to kind of be seen. I, I, I didn't feel like Nebraska was giving the same type of love to him as what maybe like a Jalen Lloyd or a Malachi Coleman or a Jaden Doss was getting. You never saw Matt Rule kind of go down to Atlanta and kind of spend time with Barry Jackson. Um, there, there's there's some family matters kind of going on there that might that might keep him closer to home. He visited Cincinnati just the, the, the days leading up to you know the Nebraska official visit this past weekend. So I, I don't know really what to kind of make of of that. First of all, and and I think we'll find out in the next ninety minutes or so again what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think there could be some more good news coming. If not tonight, it could be coming tomorrow. It could be coming Friday. I still feel very good about Malik Hornsby joining this class. And and if Malik Hornsby joins this class, I think a lot of people are going to just go, first of all, they're going to be excited. He's a tremendous athlete. Uh, I think number two, they're going to go, this is two years in a row that Nebraska has brought in two portal transfer quarterbacks. But I think obviously there's a an athletic side to Hornsby that that you know has been kind of talked about that he might potentially be interested in redshirting, learning, maybe potentially trying out another spot while he kind of waits to transition back to quarterback. But I, I think Nebraska is in a really really good spot for Malik Hornsby. And I know, like I said, I don't think it's going to be today. It may be it may be later this week. And I still think that they can get Cameron Lenhart uh, the first week in January. Um, so that would be a guy that would recommit back to Nebraska after committing and decommitting in September. Brian Munson, Husker Online, joining us right now. Uh, I'll have Strick ask a question, but just real quick before we get a little bit more into this recruiting, Brian, you mentioned another possible transfer quarterback recruit. Uh, as of right now, Chubba Purdy and Logan Smother still in the mix, as is Casey Thompson, a couple of those guys getting surgery. Uh, we don't know the status of their injuries at this point in time. Uh, Sims has already decided that the transfer from George, George Tech has already decided he's going to come to Nebraska. How do you see this quarterback room shaping out? I know, I know that it's a huge discussion right now for Husker fans, but that's a lot of names, and a few of those guys are big names. What does this mean moving forward for that quarterback room? Yeah, I mean, um, what you got four transfers. You you add on top of that, you got Smothers, you have Harburg, and you have Torres. Um, you got seven guys in a room. I think that that would end up making as far as the scholarships would would, would, would kind of go around. I mean, I think anybody with with you know just um, that that can just do reasonable math would would tell you that that's too many numbers in the room. Number one, mm-hmm. but I think also number two they would tell you that um, it's very difficult to kind of get out on the right foot in the spring if you don't have a healthy quarterback or two to kind of get things going. And and Nebraska doesn't have it. I mean, you've got Harvard, don't get me wrong, and you've got Torres, don't get me wrong, but you've got, you've got two guys like Smothers and Thompson that were re- and, and really pretty that, you know, two shoulders and an ankle. And or a lower leg, and and three surgeries between the three of them. I think two of them are going to miss the spring entirely. Uh, Purdy may be back, but I mean, it, it's one of those things right now where I'm sure that Rule is just sitting there going, "How could I? How could I dare allow myself to go into the spring and not have a couple of signal callers ready to go, learning this offense, and, and a couple other guys that are on the sideline, you know, 
learning from them, doing mental reps, etc. I just I feel like I feel like he's too professional. Number one to allow that to happen, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that obviously it's going to play out that in the room you're going to figure out quickly that maybe you're you're going to have to get down to eighty five, but there's going to have to be a guy or a two or two that are going to have to come out of that room and just go. My future's not in that room, and and it's just yeah. one of those things where they're going to have to come back and, and talk about it. I mean, and and people want to talk to everybody else about Dylan Rayola too. I mean. The 2024 quarterback, and I'm going, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's eight. Yeah, you know, so there's there's one-tenth of your entire scholarship roster is in your quarterback room. So I just, I feel like everybody has to pump the brakes on the 2024 guys. There's no reclassification possibility for Rayola. Let's just get that out there. And I think you have to play through the spring and figure out, you know, let the cards kind of fall where they may. Yo, Brian, that's that's it. I mean, you, you kind of answered where I was going. I was going to... I was going to say, even in a decommission, you know, there's no hurry for Dylan. Dylan has a great position to just be able to sit back, watch, observe what Nebraska is trying to do, and then can see and assess what this, what the next uh, steps would be for him. The, but, but, but the way that I do see it, though, Brian, and maybe you can help me to understand it better, is that um, Dylan Raiola and the the transfers that they're bringing in are late guys. They're guys that are more mature. They're guys that have had some great, you know, action. Obviously, Sims um, has been there for like what three years now. Mm-hmm. So you've got these guys that are on the latter half, as opposed to younger guys like a Purdy or somebody coming in, which I think uh, bodes well for the action that they're trying to put forth on on Dylan Raiola. Well, I, I totally agree with that too. I think you're looking for, uh, I think you're looking for a guy that's the guys that are in the room that that are going to lead based on that experience. You don't have those younger guys that are all trying to still figure out their way. They don't have a process, you know, like they they don't have that kind of seasoned thing where they can just kind of go into a room and make the adjustments or whatever. They were still learning wherever they were at, and they're coming back and they're learning again. I, I think that you've got some guys potentially in, in Sims and, and potentially in Hornsby and Hornsby is a guy that I think obviously could sit in a couple of rooms with quarterback and wide receiver and whatever else you want to kind of put in there. But I think that you, you, you have that guy that you can sit there and put some trust around, make him, make him not necessarily like an example, but at least put him in a position where he's been a leader before and he can go out there and lead those guys again. Cause those guys that are not able to take the actual reps, they're going to need some help. They're going to need some help in the in the room, watching film, going through going through meetings. You know, they're going to need an extension of the coaching staff that they can go and ask questions to, because Sat's not going to be able to take all those questions, or whomever the quarterbacks coach unit you know, coach is going to be. They're not going to be able to take those questions all the time. You're going to have to find a place or a person that's kind of the the, the person in the middle that's going to be able to kind of answer those questions and work together as a team and as a group. And that's really what you find when you get that cohesiveness and you get that kind of a, a, a situation there out of a quarterback's room. That's when you really start having something coming together as a team, but not when guys are not when guys are, uh, you know, necessarily competing against each other and it, and it turns bad and negative and backstab and whatever. But when it's a good, healthy competition, and they all see it's for the for the greater good of the team that they're out there just trying to get better. That's when things are are really healthy when it comes to a room. 
Brian Munson, Husker Online, joining us. Brian, last question we got for you. I know that early signing period at this point has basically just become signing period. I mean, Nebraska got yeah. a plethora of guys today to to commit and say that they're coming to the University of Nebraska. But I got to ask you, where do we currently stand and, and how many more dominoes do you expect to, to fall before we head into next season? Yeah, it's a good question. Um and you, I, I, I do feel like you're going to have another little wave of, of guys that are going to jump out and go into the portal where they're going to, they're going to take yeah. this, um, this information back about the early signing day and they're, and they're going to kind of weigh, weigh what's going on there in the room and weigh what's, you know, what's going on with their path to get out there onto the football field. And, and they'll see it either as a positive or as a negative. And, and they've had these conversations obviously behind closed doors about, about how the previous staff kind of, you know, evaluated them and they passed on the information to them and they kind of gave them the, Hey, you know, we want you part of this roster or, you know, maybe it's time for you to kind of take a look around those conversations have already happened. Um, but I think that, you know, there's, there's a, there's another signing that's coming up. I think obviously you got, Cameron Lenhart, you know, you've got some guys like Chimney Uno that, that, that you could potentially bring in. That's another offensive tackle. Um, there's some other guys out there. Ashley Williams didn't sign today. You know, that's, that's kind of slang out there as an edge, although I think Nebraska did a really good job at the edge position, but I, I you know, an Ethan nation is an interesting guy. I, I don't know necessarily if, if Nebraska is thinking that he's a take at the moment. So um, I, I think that there's maybe, you know, a couple, three spots here to maybe kind of see how things are going to go. I think that they're waiting on guys like, you know, Cornelius um, is a big thing, and, and Scott is a big one here, the, the two offensive linemen, portal transfer guys, uh, seeing what they're going to do. And then I think that if they miss on both those guys, I could see Nebraska really reevaluating things and trying to find another portal transfer offensive tackle, maybe trying to find another portal transfer interior guy, preferably a guy that puts his hand on the ball and, and plays in the center. So um, that, that could be really – those could be like some big issues, actually, if Nebraska misses out on both those guys. Brian Munson, he is the recruiting guru, as we call him. Brian, great stuff from you. I know you're going to be busy here over the next several weeks as this class kind of comes together. If you want to get more great content from you and your team, how can they do so? Come on over to Husker Online, man. Ten months for 25 bucks. We got all this stuff up here on our Sunday Day Central. Uh, Sipple was just texting me talking about the great stuff he got from Rule Today during the press conference. So get on over there because his column is coming up, and I'm going to do kind of a summary tonight. Tunnel Talk on Friday. And before we sign off, happy holidays to you guys. It's been it's been really great working with you guys this year, and happy holidays to all your listeners. Brian, we appreciate you as always. Very happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you as well. And hopefully we'll talk to you next week with maybe some more recruits. That sounds great. Take care, guys. Awesome. There he goes. Brian Munson, Husker Online. Great stuff from him. Breaking all this down for us because there is quite a bit going on. Uh, still plenty more to come as well. we got to take a quick break and then we will wrap up things here on the block. We're going to have a little crossover with probably Rico. Might get a Jay Foreman sighting. Lots to break down. We're going to keep it rolling again. You're listening on the block 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us.